Hi, and welcome to this week's Three Legs, Four Wheels Lockdown Podcast. It's Paul here with... Sean. Chris. Lee. Are you sure? Because you didn't, you, you really didn't seem convinced this time, you two, on Skype. I... On Skype, no, I it was I was as, as quickly as I could do, as quickly as as quickly as I could say things. I'm sorry if there's a bit of a lag. Do you want to check your Skype settings and make sure you've not got the uncertainty filter on? <laughs> <laughs> I literally just hovered over Skype then with my trackpad as well, just to like, oh right, I've got better check settings mid pod. You thought that was going to be actual advice, and it was just sarcasm. My name is definitely Chris, and I'm definitely on Three Legs Four Wheels Lockdown podcast. Right, hello, good. people. <laughs> We we know we know where we are. How the devil are you two this week? Not bad. Pretty good. Mate? Pretty good. It's just like the world's on pause, isn't it? So I'm exactly the same as I was this time last week. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm a little bit fatter because that's just what's happening at the moment. But um, mm. you know, I'm allowed out for exercise once a day. I tend to go out first thing in the morning, uh, and uh, I can't be bothered running, so I'm getting fat. Yeah. That's that's well. I, I'm in the same boat, apart from the fact I don't I don't go for massive walks because the little car I've got with me can't walk long ways. And no, I know if we go a long way in one direction, I'm going to have to have the little prick on my shoulders all the way back. <laughs> that's better exercise, though. Join us next week for more practical parenting tips. <laughs> Cardio and weights at the same time, Lee. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I get, I get my bike back this Thursday. They finally got in touch with me about 10 All minutes right, ago. I've only, I've, only been, I've only been waiting a week to find out when I can go take my bike in for um, getting it serviced and getting rid of the check engine light. Yeah. Which, everyone, which is hilarious. Which everyone looks at bike. me funny when I say it because it is a push bike. But it is, it is an e-bike. I've got, I've got my little hill assistance because there are some hills up here that aren't little. Like you live on a massive hill. Like a massive hill. It's one fair. of the ones that comes with a warning sign. It's that steep. The Does Isle it? of Man is a massive hill, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, fr- I'm from York. That has got the profile of a pool table, and not one you find in a pub, one, one of the posh ones you actually find in a rich friend's house. I don't know. York is, 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 it is pretty flat, isn't it? But, I mean, you don't want it to be so flat that when the river floods, the entire place goes underwater. You mean like York does every year? Yeah, yeah. at least once a year. Yeah. Yeah, most people call it swimming, we call it February. <laughs> <laughs> so, other, other than um, not getting outside and eating too much of the wrong foods, Tesco still have Easter eggs on for £2 and we may have demolished some between us since They Saturday. do have them on a very good reduced situation excellent. at the moment. It was excellent <laughs> indeed, yes. I, I haven't been in Tesco since before the lockdown. Oh, you're missing out. Me neither. You're probably not missing out. It's it's no. It, it suits me because it rewards like hyper organisation. There are just people in there wandering around looking lost, and you can just kind of bowl past them. It's ace. <laughs> <laughs> but two meters away, though, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Some people are better at that than others. Yeah. They've also got. I noticed one... a lot of that. Yeah, there's also a weird one-way system now, which doesn't work. And is yeah very confusing. Yeah, they put uh, a one-way system in Marks and Spencer in town, and uh, they put the tape on the floor to show you the arrows, like which way you need to go. Yeah. It's the same color as the floor. Ah, well, well, that's not ideal. The issue, no, the issue it doesn't with, work. The issue with the one in Tesco is you start at say the bottom, 
and you've got aisle one, then aisle two, neither of which have a direction. So say you do both of the fresh, you know, veggie aisles. So you go up yeah, one yeah. and down two. Aisle three, you can only go from the back of the store to the front of the store. So you've got to then go so you've back got, up the aisle. Yeah, you've either got to go down. back up the fruit aisle, which you've already done, or you've got to skip one, go up like the cheese aisle, and then come back down for your meat. Mm. Very come confusing. back down for your meat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so wrong, but so right. And also, go up one for your cheese and come back down for your meat. You can't get into... You can't get from the milk to the bread without going through the beers. First of all, problems. Mm. It's a trap. <laughs> yeah, especially when we get all our beer delivered these days anyway. <laughs> I nearly cried the other day because all I've been drinking really, because I've just been going to ShopRite, is um, like lagers and stuff like that. And I, because I, I don't, I, I'm a bitter drinker. But you're bitter about you're, like a bit, you're bitter about everything, most things. But I, I I don't like strong beers, like strong bitters and stuff like that. Um, and I saw the other day that they've started doing Bushy's bitter in two pint milk cartons. And when yes, I, saw I saw it, that. I was in the. I nearly cried. <laughs> I was so happy, so happy, and I bought like eight pints of it. <laughs> Eight glasses a day. Have <laughs> your local breweries bitter? <laughs> well, you see, the the thing is, I don't even like Bushy's bitter. I think Ocals is much nicer. But given the situation, you know, we're being in an apocalypse and all, uh, <laughs> it 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 felt like it, it was what I needed. Yeah. Well, I was I, I was drinking Belgian beer in the hot tub the other night and. I was perfectly happy with that. Ah, you got it fixed. Yes, the uh, hot tub is up and running. Yes, the infamous three three legs, one tub. That one, yes. that one really doesn't work, does it? No. <laughs> no. Um, three legs, one tub does sound like uh, an alternative, two girls, one cup. <laughs> <laughs> That's what kind of entered my head halfway through saying it, but I was too late to back out. <laughs> <laughs> Backing out is not what you want to talk about when I just mentioned two girls, one cup. Absolutely Down the cheese not. aisle. <laughs> or the meat aisle. Oh, yeah, come down for your meat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see the comments on this one. Um, <laughs> Gone well, south like... <laughs> very quickly. Straight down the meat aisle. <laughs> <laughs> This is the first show that we've um, we've done sort of live in a few weeks, and God, you can tell. <laughs> just just think of all those new patrons we've just lost. <laughs> this is what you pay. I hope for. you enjoy us talking about anything other than Formula One, because as far as I can tell, we're about what ten minutes in, and we haven't even mentioned it. We'll get there. Oh, we'll God, get to yeah, it. Formula One. It's a limited supply of Formula One news at the moment, so we've got to pace I know. it. It's like, it's like yeah. Sean said the other week, there's a war on, we're rationing. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, this is Three Legs, Four Wheels lockdown podcast, so, you know, you know we yeah, are you know, all You know, it's how I didn't say F1 podcast at the start. I did, I did notice, yeah. <laughs> I've just talked about my yeah. aggressive racing strategy to get around Tesco, so that's on theme. It is, it is, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you just have to grudge on everybody out of the way from a distance. Yes. Oh, no, you have to pay for your trolley when you take it back damaged. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 that's, yeah, they're, no, they're good. They don't, they don't charge excess. 
But she's writing a recipe book for him for next year. <laughs> um, yeah, there is there is sort of some Formula One related stuff to talk about this week actually, because um, it looks it's looking likely that we could see some racing in Austria. They're aiming for the fifth and the twelfth of July. Yeah, Austria is kind of it's like it's, it's an open book. Isn't it? There's not an, an awful lot of events happening at the Red Bull Ring, and um, because Red Bull, etc., um, they're quite willing to move stuff around if they have to, to make Austria the first race of the season, which kind of lends itself to the French Grand Prix being postponed, which hasn't been official yet. It hasn't officially um, happened, although... but France has banned all mass public gatherings until the start of July, and the French Grand Prix was meant to be on the 28th of June. Yeah, yeah. So the um, well, well, the idea is to, ha- to ha- hold the um, the Austrian Grand Prix behind closed doors. Mm. Um, Twice. Zach Brown, yeah, yeah. Zach Brown, the um, McLaren chief, has um, been speaking to the media. So we have to take what he says with a pinch of salt because uh, anyone, any of the patrons who were listening before uh, we start the podcast will know that I said um, – this is all going to be very good for Zach Brown and for McLaren, the way he's going to interpret this and relay it to the media. He's not going to relay anything that might, um, you know, look bad for him, for McLaren or for Formula One teams as a whole. Um, so, yeah, they discussed a number of things. As you say, they starting the season in Austria and then um, possibly running, running, um, running it right through till the European season, right through till October. Um, with the possibility of multiple events taking place at the same location. Yeah, I mean, Austria's already pencilled in for two races on the 5th and the 12th. Silverstone has said it's open to the the idea of three races. Oh, really? Three? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, they've canned the backwards idea, apparently. (laughs) The tarmac faces the wrong way. Ah, left-handed yeah, tarmac. I mean, given, given how much shit they've had with the tarmac at Silverstone in the last couple yeah. of years, it, that's probably for the best. Yeah, it's. I think the main problem with Silverstone was the gravel traps, and it was going to take too much work to put new ones in for opposite way round corners. Possibly. Yeah. Yes. So we may see two races at Silverstone back to back. I know we mentioned that last week, or possibly the week before. As you know, it, it makes sense because. I think Lee said that, you know, most of the teams are within driving distance of Silverstone. You know, it's an hour's drive from most of the factories to the racetrack. So it would make sense to have, if if they had to have multiple events, they could do it there. Something else they said was to have, um, if they're going to have an eight, at least eight races um, for a championship event, and they're giving themselves the end of January, they think the latest they can start is October. But it's eight races wow. on three continents. That's at that's, the moment. That's well. That's the other caveat in the FIA rules, and changing FIA rules can be a little bit tricky. <clears throat> Indianapolis. Yes. Yeah. Well, they might still manage that. They, you know, three continents. They'd have uh, races in Europe. Uh, they'd probably get an Asian race in, and they'd get a South American race in. Probably Brazil. Yeah, because Brazil's um, in complete denial about the whole thing. Or Brazil's president Bra- is. Yeah, well, well, there's yeah, there's a couple of presidents who are not taking the the whole global pandemic particularly seriously. But we'll um, we'll skip over that. <laughs> well, listen, I was actually going to say I don't I don't think it's beyond the realms of possibility that 
regardless of how sensible it is or what's going on, that the US Grand Prix might still be on. I think Australia well, yeah, I mean, could the, the, come back as well. Yeah, possibly. But the um, the whole idea of um, of uh, social distancing and and the lockdown and everything the 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 world's going through at the moment, most of the world is going through at the moment, is to what's called flattening the curve, where you know not a lot of people die in one go, and some people will die over an extended period of time rather than lots dying at the same time. Mm. So it, it makes sense if you're not going to do the social distancing thing. You expect a lot of people to die in a very short time, and then the virus to be gone before the end of the summer. Yeah, I, the other thing is as well, I, I I can see as to getting a lot of these behind closed doors races. When I say it makes sense, I don't I don't mean I agree with it. I don't think that's the no, right no, thing no, to do at all. No. <laughs> I just think you know that if if that's the way that certain places want to run things um, to get back to normal, it's morally bankrupt. But okay, you'll be back to normal sooner than the well, rest of us. I think I mean we've spoke about this sort of at length, haven't we? I think the problem is is with not knowing even how many people are infected in the world. We don't even know what our true death rate is for it. Do you know what I mean? You know, we we could have, if the death rate is much lower than what was first thought, if this whole between 7 and 40 million people in the world have already been infected, then um, you you could quite easily see that maybe, like, not just individual countries... But the, the the world as a whole could have already hit the peak of this virus. Yeah. That is a point. Lee, can I just ask, you're using a Yeti tonight, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, check your settings at the back. Are you on full circle? Because you sound very no. echoey, so it, it sounds like it's picking it up from all around. Uh, I might be on full circle, you know. I very well might be. Yeah, I am on full circle. Oh, you sound a little clearer oh, now. That's, yeah. that's better. You now sound like you've come out of the bog. Yeah, you sorry, want to be on bum. <laughs> yeah, I was. I wasn't on bum. I was on. Uh, I, I was on. I was on good for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> the official. You know, settings. you know me. I, I don't want to leave anyone out. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, where were we? Um, yeah, the back. The backwards thing is probably going to be impossible for just about all circuits because as somebody pointed out most of the most of the curbs are actually stepped yeah they're not they're not, I, they're I, not straight up and down so it, w- it wouldn't work regardless of where the gravel traps are that, yeah but i think those that th- that could be fixed within like a couple of days i'd have thought you know because the circuits quite regularly i think replace the curbs or even change the curbs depending on what cars are racing on them you mm. know if you if you take bikes for instance i i don't think they use serrated curbs do they most of the time for bikes they do most not of the time think, it's, no. it's yeah so the the curbs i think could be it, it's the it's the least of the problems you know so uh, I, I think that could be something that's fixed quite quickly. Yeah, okay. I, I, uh, even without going backwards, sorry, but even without uh, going backwards, most circuits have multiple layouts anyway. So you might see a race at Silverstone with a slightly different re- layout. They do have a couple of different um, configurations at Silverstone because they had a drama last year in... It was either MotoGP or BSB, and I think it was actually probably both, but part of the F1 course wasn't draining so all the bikes were aquaplaning and they actually ended up mid-weekend changing which layout they used. It was BSB because oh, wow, okay. MotoGP got cancelled. 
Oh, yes, it did, because Tito Rabat got wiped out. Yeah. Yes, I remember that now. Yeah, the, the, only, the only issue with running on different, um, different circuit configurations... And I know for a fact that Silverstone's got two because last year Mercedes and Red Bull both launched at Silverstone on the same day and did filming days on different halves of the circuit. Mm. Yeah, well, they've at least got two. Um, there's, what is it? Yeah. there's the National I, I, Course, I the Grand Prix Course, the Clips Course. I think we've had this conversation already. Yeah, I think we talked about this last yeah. week. I think yeah. it's the club circuit. Um, but I had an email from um, Paul and Leslie Carter, one of the 20 people that live in New Zealand, or possibly two, if, unless his name is Paul and Leslie. Um, he, doesn't, he doesn't think that uh, different layouts will happen because of homologation, because certain layouts haven't been, been approved as Grade 1 by the FIA. Uh, this is true. He mm-hmm. says that there are currently 41 Grade 1 circuits, and the only venue with multiple versions is Bahrain with five. Oh, okay. Oh, yes, the endurance right, okay. circuit at Bahrain. Yeah. Yeah, the one they used in 2010, which was just uh-huh. confusing for everyone. Yeah. Um, I, did, I did point out that special dispensation from the FIA could happen, but then he pointed out that, well, Indianapolis. Yeah, yes. I, <laughs> I think, though, it, when you get a situation like this, um, I think there'll be a lot more give than take in this situation you know it's uh you're not because you're not just talking about um joe just do us a favor so we can get a race underway you know you if if formula one was to take out was to take an entire year off like a multi-billion dollar business that it is you you're you're actually talking about like keeping the ongoing survival of like the biggest motorsport in the world going so if if someone t- wants to do a, or if they want to do like a, an alternate route around Silverstone that hasn't got the FIA pass straight away, I I would imagine something like that could get fast tracked through. I mean the the you know Jean Top would be able to sign it off if they managed to drag him away from whatever party he was at at the time. There actually are quite a few that have got multiple configurations with Grade One license. There's um, Paul Ricard, there is uh, the UAE the Dubai one, not the um, not the Abu Dhabi one. Uh, there is also the Moscow Raceway. And Didn't even know that was a that's thing. That's a thing. That exists. And where else was it? Hockenheim. Hockenheim has oh, okay. configurations. Oh, I did see that uh, a fan on Twitter was saying that um, Estoril, it was a fan, bear in mind, so not, not an actual um, reportable um Source said so Estoril has got its FIA Grade One. Um, why wouldn't they go? Why wouldn't they go back to Estoril? And I was like, I, was, I thought, well, Portuguese Grand Prix hasn't happened since you know. I think we were talking about it when Sean was on '96. And then I looked mm. at the Wikipedia page. It does have an FIA Grade One. Um, so you know, there, there is a possibility for bringing back. You know, if if they want to keep it quite close to Europe and keep races behind closed doors and have as many races as possible. Mm-hmm. There are, like you're saying, there Moscow Moscow Raceway. Okay, never been there before. But what does it matter if it's if it gives us a race? It gives us a race. They actually have two in Portugal. They have two Grade One tracks. Oh, what's what's the other uh, one? Algarve. Oh, of course, because they do the bikes on there as well, don't they? So uh, yeah, Port- Portimao, the bike, Portimao yeah. as they would call yeah. it in the bikes. And there's no, there's nothing to stop um, 
a German Grand Prix happening again. So an- another last last minute, last ditch reprieve for Hockenheim. You can do two there. You can do mm-hmm. it on the Grand Prix circuit and the national circuit. <laughs> what about Nürburgring? Uh, Nürburgring has the Grand Prix circuit. That is uh, grade one. And I can't imagine they'd want to run it on the Nordschleife. Probably that does not have a. No, no, no. But I mean, <laughs> if they're going to run, if they're going to run races behind closed doors, and they want to keep it quite, you know, Europe central for, you know, until the end of the summer at least, it would make sense to run it, run as many as they possibly could, and if they can afford to, as many different tracks as they could, you know, if they're going to be all behind closed doors anyway. Yeah. In, so, du- in Dubai, Abu Dhabi, and Bahrain doing just three tracks you could do eight different races because Bahrain has five different configurations with grade one well, there you go so you know the, we could see a, a considerable amount of um, Asian races in uh, should we say the second continent after mm. Europe and they only need one more race on another continent and then and then that's your world championship and you've got yeah. Bra- Brazil USA Mexico or Australia for that yeah I, I think if we get racing, I, I do believe we'll get a championship. Like, I think so. I, it, may, it may be, maybe, may not be twenty-one races. More likely to be seventeen, be, yeah. eighteen, and it's going to be really weird having races. You know, in the middle of August when we're not supposed to. And, you know, that might be like round three in yeah in Belgium. <laughs> you know, no, Belgium's really doing like nothing, isn't it? Belgium has like banned everything until about October. Right. Okay. So maybe no Belgian Grand Prix. Yeah, Belgium. Belgium have had like a freaky, um, a freaky death rate, haven't they, for the population? Do you know what? I've not, I've not followed their work. numbers, but I know their sport is just no. nah. Early, yeah. Early on, I know that they were, they were like, we don't know what's going on. Why are so many people dying in Belgium? Well, this is the thing because of good, because of good old reliable British media, you t- you tend to not know what's happened to the worst affected countries. Because the British media just tends to start with the UK now, work down with it, and they just seem to accidentally forget the six countries above us, which have got worse death rates. So yeah, Belgium have had just short of forty thousand cases and have had nearly six thousand deaths. So that's like thirteen, fourteen percent death rate. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's quite high. Yeah, and a much, think- much smaller population than the UK. Mm-hmm. Yeah. France have been fucked over as well, haven't they? Yeah, they've had it quite bad over there. Oh, this is remarkably cheery Cheering. stuff. <laughs> moving, You're moving. in the middle of a global pandemic. What do you expect? Well, what is good news <laughs> to locally pro- to provi- is that to the provide- curve is... To, I was going to say to provide light relief and just give people like an hour or so away from the gloom, doom and despondency. No. <laughs> Too soon? Really? You're in it. <laughs> hey, I'm not yeah, locally, though, the curve does appear to be uh, almost flat at the top of its peak, uh, looking at graphs that I keep seeing. Um, <laughs> no, no, seriously, yeah. I'll find, I'll find no, one yeah. for you. I'll find it and, 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 and get it to you. But yeah. um, it's using like a three-day average rather than just like, oh, it's today, look at that. Um, so, you know... <sighs> It does the, what we're doing and what the world is doing does work. We don't know how long it's going to take. We hope you know the world will get back to some kind of normality. And if we've got to have big sporting events behind closed doors, then everyone's just going to have to stay in and watch them on TV. Yeah, I think this is the big one as far as Formula One goes: is how much money Liberty is willing to eat up because 
you can't go and charge the same amount you're going to charge a circuit, if anything, you know, it's for, for them to host a race because they've got no ticket money. What's in it for the circuit? Yeah, at the moment, um, Silverstone are very, very open. Yeah, Silverstone are very open, apparently. Stuart Pringle, the boss of Silverstone, has said that they are incredibly open to closing. Incredibly open to closing? Yeah, <laughs> incredibly open yeah. to closing their doors. Oh, yeah, I'm, sh- I'm sure that all the circuits will do it, but it's going to be what Liberty, because it's, it's going to be Liberty essentially footing the bill for all these races because there's going to be less revenue coming in for them. They're going to, you know, they're essentially doing it to keep uh, to keep the sport going, aren't they? To keep the interest because you can't, you can't expect to run like, I don't know, no, nothing for a year and then come back next year with almost identical cars that are almost like a year old and expect to keep the hype of, a sport like Formula One, you know, it's when they're they're hemorrhaging television viewers anyway. Yeah, didn't work for the XFL. Again. Too, again. Too, again. Soon, too soon. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to apologise to both XFL fans out there. <laughs> hey, Vince McMahon seems to be doing the absolute best best he can do to not be a uh, a billionaire by the end of the year. It's amazing the money that that company's disappearing through. Well, don't don't forget, um, Florida has now um, decreed that wrestling is essential. I know well, it's weird. Florida's uh, yeah. gone f- f- through a few interesting moves, though, hasn't it? In the <laughs> yeah, last the, week or so. Yeah, making making essential. I, mean, I thought it was funny when the UK made off licenses essential, but, <laughs> but the um, vital but making rest, wrestling and is it is it football as well? Or college football is apparently uh, essential as well. So there is another big sport that's that's incredibly essential and must take yeah. place because it's essential. Allegedly, apparently. Mm, it won't be college football because the se- season for that doesn't start until August. Yeah, okay. it's too soon for that. Would it be basketball? Oh, it's it could, that kind of uh, time. Oh, it might be. Yeah, it could, uh, could be basketball. Because March Madness got cancelled, didn't it? That's the, uh, the big thing. Mm, and I've just seen a comment from somebody on the Discord chat saying, <coughs> to be fair, Florida thinks bagels are a vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well done, you sir. Oh, well oh, done. It's golf. golf well, the same, well, you know, cake does contain all the food groups. So <laughs> there's an well. argument, isn't there, that that chocolate is a vegetable because the cocoa bean grows on plants. Yep. Yeah, cows aren't. There's a lot of cow in chocolate. <laughs> just just byproduct. But yeah, golf. Yeah, but cows yeah. eat golf grass, man. So it's it's all sport. vegan. Well, that's it. I'm a second-degree vegan in that case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like somebody somebody who I work with, um, we describe him as a savoury vegan. <laughs> a savoury vegan? Yeah, yeah. Completely vegan until cake. Unless it's chocolate. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare try replacing those eggs with avocado. <laughs> While we're on, while we're on this definitely Formula One related topic, what the fuck is up with vegan cheese? Who ever thought that you could use cashew nuts and make cheese out of them? I have not ventured. People into will say the this about milk of uh, the vegan cheese. There's there's another type of vegan cheese made out of yeast. Oh, that sounds yummy. Which I always thought was a living yeah. organism. So technically, it's an enzyme. 
It's still living. Yes. I tried a ve- um, I tried a vegan pizza uh, once, and the cheese on the t- on the top of this pizza was made out of coconut, and it looked like cheese. Unfortunately, it tasted like coconut. That's not And good. it was the weird. No, not on top. I mean, you are because you, you're still talking about a bread base with like a tomato top. Mm. No one has ever thought, mmm, tomato and coconut, there's a match made in heaven. No. <laughs> no. I mean, coconut, thing is, like, coconuts could, are just about you, as Hawaiian as pineapple, so that could be the alternative Hawaiian pizza. No, no, that's a bad idea. But, yeah. You got the saying about making cheese from cashew nuts, but you make cashew milk and oat milk. Surely if you just leave that to go old and a different colour, isn't that just cheese? Well, isn't well, no, cashew if, milk... Well, no, because if, if you leave oat milk to go old in a different colour, that's basically porridge. Yeah. I guess so. You see, the thing is, you can't... The, the, there's porridge a lot of cheese. There's a, no, a lot of nonsense with this, with the old cashew milk, isn't there? Because I don't know if you've noticed, you can't milk a cashew. So all it actually is, is, is it, or a soy. Well, it's from, I think it's fermented water, isn't it? They ferment water. I think they with, kind of they pulp the nuts and then they sort of yeah. put water through the pulp and it kind of distills. I think. Yeah, yeah, that's what. Sean, yeah, something it's absolute like that. Filth on this podcast tonight. They pump the, <laughs> pump the nuts. <laughs> yeah. I apologise. <laughs> well, you've got to do something when you've been down the meat aisle. <laughs> Watch it, watch it, Sean. Please come down for your meat. Watch it, Sean. You're a lady, and we know what these internet male types are like. (laughs) And somebody's just said this podcast being recorded on 420 is too perfect. (laughs) (laughs) I hadn't even noticed. Happy 420, everyone. Um, I don't get it. Well, no, no, you're you're not allowed out of the house, so you can't go get it at the moment. Right, I don't get the joke. <laughs> <laughs> Chris does. <laughs> what, yes, what I do. I don't get it. Go- Google it. Okay. <laughs> I sw- to, to be fair, I've got a phone, an iPad, and two screens in front of me. I could have just done this without asking. <laughs> yes. I'm not going to mention it so that I don't incriminate myself on the podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm just waiting for Lee's response. Um... This is like when you're playing cards against humanity and somebody always somebody always asks what um, certain cards mean, so you get them to Google it, but on other people's phones. Oh, oh yeah, the, the best one I've... To smoke weed? Yeah. <laughs> right, okay, got it. Sorry, I, because of the way the podcast's been so far, I just expected filth. That was, yeah, like... No, not quite. That, that's what I expected to happen, okie dokie. Yeah, the the, uh, the the worst um, the worst uh, cards against humanity. This is going to be this is this is really putting the podcast in the gutter now. So the worst uh, cards against humanity card uh, was uh, playing cards against humanity was uh, some, somebody said, I don't know what this means, so I don't know if I can put it put it with it. It's just like, well, well, don't show anyone what the card is, and then when you when you're not sure if it's if it, you know you want to get rid of a bad card, get rid of that one because it might be good, it might not be. All oh, right, okay, yeah, held on to it. It was the Bukaki party one. Yes. Yes, that always happens. <laughs> yeah. Not the Bukaki party, but asking about the card. <laughs> yeah. That card well, has been Googled to be honest far with you, too I often. can't explain how I know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, I, I don't know how other people haven't come across it. Therefore, how have I? <laughs> That's a poor, poor choice. Yeah, it is the how do I know again, that without Sean. other people having known that. It's, yeah. I think other people have led very sheltered internet. We're not going to need to do a Christmas tape this year. We'll just play this show out again. <laughs> is, is there such a thing as sheltered internet? It depends what settings you've got, doesn't it? Like some some internet providers limit your access to certain websites. Yeah, I mean, at, at work, at work, um, at one point we were banned from looking at any gambling company websites. I work for an e-gaming company. or I work for a company that makes slot machines for e-gaming companies. But they won't let you look at gambling sites. Yes, even our own. When when I was no, at right, sc- fair enough. when I was at school, any website with sex in the IRL in the IRL in the URL was banned, which was a particular problem for one of my friends who was applying to the University of Middlesex. Ah, <laughs> yes. Also, uh, trying to get on uh, Hotmail was fun when uh, when the school library yeah, computers because it said hot in the URL, which was also banned when I was at school. Just hot. That's yeah, well. The word "hot." If it had "hot" in the in, in the URL, it was banned. Are you so are you sure you mail, you couldn't go to Hotmail? Are you sure you were spelling it right? Yeah, you know, it's M A I L, not M A L E, Chris. Didn't no. matter if it had if it, if it, if, it, if you put "hot" in anywhere in the URL, it wouldn't it wouldn't have uh, even if it were website or no website, it was just like no, sorry, the school won't let won't let this happen. Yeah, unfortunately for Flood, the rest of his email address was Teen Pussy. <laughs> A few few jobs ago, about twenty years back, I got dragged. It was worse than that. I got dragged. <laughs> I got dragged in front of the managing director for swearing on emails. I was talking to a uh, talking to a particular supplier that was based in Scunthorpe at the time. Oh dear. Think about yeah, it. Yeah, S S Scunthorpe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had uh, where, where, a job that I used to work at. We had um, we we supply somebody in Scunthorpe. So r- reverse roles there, but the uh, but but the. And their their name was like Scunthorpe, and then what it was that they did, um, and the first five letters of the of the company name were the sort of account account name in the software. So yeah, it said S C U N T. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I laughed every time they were on the phone. I couldn't help it. I was only eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> So the other the other big F one news that's happened. We might, might as well try and get try and get back on topic. We're, what are we? Twenty five minutes. So. Twenty five minutes in, and we've, well, we've we've talked about potentially seventeen races. So that's not not bad. Yeah, average. it's good. It's good. Uh, but yeah, the other the other big F one thing. Toto Wolf has put um, an absolute shed load of squillions of dollars into Aston Martin. Now this is the car company, not the F one team to be, because he's he's mates with um, Lawrence Strulovich. Which, as it turns out, to be his real name. Correct. Yeah. Um, there's no conflict of interest, apparently, because Daimler own a larger percentage of the company than Toto does. And Daimler, who also own Mercedes. Yes. yes. And Mercedes, of course, are the engine supplier, not just to the Racing Point slash Aston Martin for Spiker Jordan India team. Um, but also provide the engines for all the Aston Martin road cars. And okay. Aston Martin claim that Mercedes and Daimler in general are their biggest technical partner. So 
yes, Lee, you were right, Toto is going to put money in there, but I think you're wrong, and I don't think he's going to take over the team. I absolutely do think he's going to take over the team. I am much more interested in the other investor that Racing Point acquired at the weekend, which is a uh, Swiss-Italian businessman by the name of Ernesto (coughs) Bertarelli. He is the richest man in Switzerland. He is the 15th richest man in the UK. And he is a former America's Cup race winner. He is your prime rich person with too much time on their hands looking to take over a team character. So, yeah, so there the could, the could be something in that. I think this is one more step towards uh, Mercedes pulling out of Formula One. And, uh, and leaving Austin Martin with a headed up by a Toto Wolf and um, James Allison team to come from, from Mercedes. And they will be the de facto works team for, for like the Mercedes customers. I don't know what's going to happen to Mercedes. Who, who knows? But uh, I, I don't believe, look at what happened with their, uh, like Toto when he was with Williams and buying into uh, by, by get, having shares in Mercedes and then he ends up running Mercedes. It's the same move. He's doing the same move as he did. It's just he's going from a more successful situation at the moment. Yeah, early indicator would, would seem to be, okay, even if it is not anything to do with the race team, that there are some interests, you know, there are some interests there and the whole engine supply thing could easily be used to cover it up or it's a, or it's a genuine, you know, it's a genuine, um, you know, reason for, for, for an extra investment. Don't forget that Toto Wolf is worth a hell of a lot of money and is very good at investing. So, mm. you know, it could genuinely be an investment as well. Like a personal investment. Oh, it- it could it could be, but my like my heart sort of feeling over the whole thing is what we're going to see is Toto going to Mercedes with Allison, and next year's um, team will be uh, Lewis Hamilton and George Russell at Aston Martin. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to. I think that's probably too soon for it to happen. Um, but, and I also don't think, I think I said it's on our chat thread as well, I don't think Mercedes are the kind of team who will just be like, right, we're off then, see you later, and just pull the plug on the whole Brackley. Um, uh, to know, be Brackley fair, it's, without having, it's without not having the like early now, stages. No, but without having like an early stages buyer in place. So I, uh, I don't see that they would start making moves like that until... Mercedes knew what was happening with that particular team, if you know what I mean. Like the Brackley, what is now the works Mercedes team. But we have been talking about Mercedes pulling out of Formula One now for three years. It's not new. No, no, yeah, it's not which, a new thing. But which, which I, I, I still can't see them, see them going for the time being. As we talked about a couple of weeks ago, they, the Mercedes Formula One team makes a profit. Yeah, I think it's I think it's more likely that Renault would go before Mercedes. Well, I think Renault might go as well. I but I, I've got this feeling in my head with 
the, the way things are going to be financially coming out of this virus for the next foreseeable future, that you're going to see it's it's all the, the big companies are always the ones that rein in quickly, you know, because they, they know how to survive and they know what they have to do. And I think that might happen with like Formula One, where you end up with it being more the privateer teams that are that hold it together. And yeah. Ferrari, obviously, because Ferrari's going nowhere. It lives to be in Formula One. Um, but yeah, because you're like a a Fuss India, for instance, be it badged as Austin Martin or whatever it is, there with it being a smaller, more dynamic like entity, it's got so much more staying power if it's well funded than a whole boardroom of people that are making decisions for Mercedes. Yeah, which which is why I think if we see the end of a Mercedes factory team, they'll sell it off. And I still think I still think Toto's more likely to head that up. And I don't think the Aston Martin investment will have any bearing on that. It's no, it's 0.9% with no voting rights. He has no real say. He's just put mm. a load of money in to make money. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I th- I I think it's a commitment. I think it's it's been done as like a gesture and a commitment. No, I think yeah, I, it's... I I think it's investing in his mate's company. Yeah, I think it's a Maybe. gesture to him yeah. in, towards his friendship with the stroll. Of itch. Maybe. <laughs> but uh, I, I Wait, saw Stroll today, actually. not on silent? It's my tablet. It uh-huh. keeps going mental over there. I buried, <laughs> I buried it under a sleeping bag, a pillow and a laptop, and it, that is how loud it is. Oops. But yeah, the... Um... It's, it's my bandmates having a Facebook conversation about University Challenge. Oh, of course. We are the most... Somebody inter- answered a question. Yeah, we, are, <laughs> <laughs> we are the most intellectual metal band on the island. Funnily enough, the drummer's not involved. He's cleaning a gutter out at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> but the... Uh, yeah, when I, when I lived in a, in a house with friends of mine, we used to play University Challenge, and we'd all actually genuinely celebrate if one of us answered a question. <laughs> it is an achievement, to be fair. Yeah. Answering one question correctly on the University Challenge. Talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to bloody mute that Please tablet. Please do, yes, because it is yeah, just yeah, yeah, kicking yeah. off. Yeah. Yeah, back, in, back in a second. Steak. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Yeah, so I think Renault are going to probably pull out before Mercedes. Um, they're, they're more at risk of pulling out than, than Mercedes. How many, um, given that how many times have Renault pulled out before and how many times have Mercedes pulled out before? Well, yeah, look at their plan as well. They said they were going to be like aiming for race wins in 2019 and world championships in 2020. Now they weren't to know that 2020 is going, you know, turned out the way that it has. But no, come, come I'm on, sure. come on. We're two thirds through April. They are still joint first. Yeah, and also <laughs> joint last. Um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, I, I honestly think Renault are more more danger. And if that happens, and Mercedes go as well, you've got two um, two manufacturer teams there who have just gone, and you, you you end up with you know Ferrari being the only one left, um, meaning that Mercedes and Renault would would essentially just be engine suppliers. I don't see Honda wanting to leave the the really good tie-in that they've got with Red Bull at the moment. That seems to work for them really well so the honda are pretty happy with red bull being the de facto works team there um there were talk of you know if mercedes were to go that mclaren would be the de facto mercedes team again as they were way back when although that might change if this aston martin tie-in is anything more than nothing um yeah 
but it just it just seems a bit strange you know i can't see Renault wanting to supply any teams um you know if they haven't got a works team in the it, you know bread bull were the de facto uh Renault team when they were winning world championships Renault came back into formula one uh, there was a big fallout, if you remember. Uh, it's just ever since then, it hasn't really worked out for Renault. No, um, no, it's strange. Cyril Abitable has been taking an absolute pasting on Twitter at the minute. No good. When when is he not? When is he? I don't remember Twitter ever being particularly complimentary. No, fair fair point. No, I just happened to notice today that he was taking a taking a bit more of a pasting than normal. Just for furloughing all his staff and not getting involved with the uh, ventilator programs, and um, he's still claiming a salary, claiming a salary from the company. And... Oh, can we talk about Ferrari ventilators? With yes, the, with why the, not? With the Ferrari logo on. With the Ferrari logo on and a choice of colour. <laughs> I uh, none of them being red. It's such a Ferrari thing. Like I'd love to know. I'd, yeah, I'd, I mean, I'd love to know if. If that like vanity does actually cost the production line, Jeremy, I can't. I can't, yeah, imag- I I can't imagine. Yeah. Can't imagine it costs costs any extra. But I mean, they're, they're giving them away for free anyway, so it's not as not as the. No, no, I, I I don't mean in I don't mean in money. I mean cost as in time. Like to stick that Ferrari logo on at the end of the day. If you didn't do it, what would you? Would you have another hundred? I don't think so because I mean I think what I think they're doing is um, is three D printing them, so it will take no extra time to put that in. I think I think once it's in the design, it's in the design. Yeah, isn't it? I think it actually it doesn't cost. Yeah, anything. but you still you've still got like a different color resin even in the three D print. So for that that yeah. has to physically be printed in. So yeah, I, I, it doesn't matter whether it's in the design or not. If it's just all black or all white, that has to be quicker than having something black or something white in the opposing colour. Yeah, but it's to differentiate, yeah, it's to that... differentiate them as well for uh, for the next pandemic when the identical models come out with Hass branding on. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yes. But it, it, yeah. it just feels like when you look at the ones that uh, Mercedes put out, which just look like things that were going to a hospital, um, it, something about it, to me, feels like oh fucking hell even even if it's the same time like to to do the two like it has to be like this sleek design where everything's all nice and rounded and it has to have a ferrari logo on and you think fucking hell does it not like can you not just leave that one fucking moment of advertising please while your fucking country's dying yeah, uh, yeah. Just a blue steel box with this air goes in here, and then that you plug that into where the patient breathes. That's yeah. all you need. Done. Box made. Yeah. Thousand a day. So yeah, there was just sort of it, it just seemed weird to me. Uh, I it made me feel a bit uncomfortable with it all. Yeah. It, well, it is. Yeah. It's it's a little bit as you say, a little bit of vanity, even in this particular situation it yeah looks looks very bad yeah yeah but that logo looks great on a shirt and some cufflinks so maybe you get it's a not fun. even that nice a logo you know <laughs> if you think about it if you think of all the cool logos around the world ferrari's logo isn't even that cool you're not a fan of the lovely horse then <laughs> no no i don't even I don't even think he's jigging, let alone fucking prancing. <laughs> Pran- 
prancing <laughs> horse on the, on on a yellow shield, and yet then yeah. they went and made all their cars red. Yeah, good, good, good job. Yeah, but Italian yeah. racing color it goes with the. F- yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never, never really, never really known where national racing colors come from. I'm not entirely sure where they came from either. We, we've talked about this yeah, before, we haven't have. we? Have, um, yeah, that the, the strange now, like British racing green. Like, who decided green was Britain's racing colour? <laughs> Don't know. I hope Aston Martin's British racing green. It should be. You would have hoped yeah. so, wouldn't you? Yeah, just probably just, be just to, just to bring it back from um, Caterham tainting it. Oh, Lotus, as was before. So yeah, Lawrence well, Lawrence Strulovich officially registered AMR GP last month. So he's obviously getting ready to start all his uh, his mm, his shit yeah. for that. So uh, keep an eye out for that. I think that will be coming. Tell soon. you what, if uh, if I'm right and the Austin Martins um, got Lewis Hamilton and George Russell next year. Think of the advertising potential that is having two British drivers driving for Austin Martin. Yeah, those Tim Hortons adverts will be incredible. Lewis <laughs> 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 will be coming out with his own brand of craft dinner. <laughs> <laughs> can't be any can't taste much worse than that monster. No, God. Still going through therapy to get over the taste of that. Every time, every time I see it in a shop, not that I actually go into shops these days, but every time I see it in a shop before, I was, ugh, it still gave me a chill. Um, shall we? Uh, All right, snowflake. Oh come on, that that taste has affected me for the rest of my life. It was that bad. <laughs> it, it is, I think, the only flavour of energy drink that I've tried once and never felt the need to give it a second go. You know, I'd, I'd rather I'd, way, r- I'd rather eat yellow snowflakes. The way Paul was going on, you think it was an energy drink that had to come with a safe space afterwards. <laughs> I value I value my taste buds. <laughs> I was like chewing a credit card. Don't ask. Um, Lee, you get your iPad out. Let's do a total shunt, and um, I think we'll make sure that we're not looking at the Discord chat while he does it. Yes. Oh yeah, good That's... point. Yeah. Probably so they, if, yeah, a good you can, idea. You can, you can play along if you're in there amongst yourselves. We're not looking, so uh, go for I'm it. I'm just going to look at... Oh, I tell you what, I've got a music promotion website open here. I'll just look at that instead. I have not zero it, but screens in front of me. I've got my phone off to the side, but I'll just not touch that. <coughs> if I close Does my laptop, be... then the Skype call will end. So yeah, we don't, don't want don't that. Don't do that. Don't do that. A neutral, <laughs> a neutral website. Not one that you've been Googling be in... while doing Cards Against Humanity. <laughs> no, of course. Yeah, no. Good lord, no. Would, would that be a music promotion website that you're going to use for Chris Full of Music at all? I have used it, and I've got some feedback back already. I, I, sh- I shouldn't really give third parties a good shout out, but uh, I'm going to anyway because um, I get the feeling Lee's not ready with a total shunt yet. So no, I'm Ruben. ready. I was just ah. gi- I was giving you the opportunity to plug <laughs> your music. That was all. Seeing as how I'm like your number one hype fan now. Well, you are. You are my number one hype man at the moment. Constantly listening to me in this perpetual Sunday in your garden. <laughs> but the. Um, <laughs> Perpetual Sunday. Perpetual Sunday is my new pop punk band. Sounds like a good like. I, I thought it was more of a sort of um, new wave Joy Division style band. Could could be emo I think as it well. Could work for either. Yeah, it could actually. be emo. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm thinking down the line to like Breaking Benjamin or something like that. Now. Yeah. 
Yeah, possibly, possibly. But yeah, I've, I've, I've pimped my music out to a few places using this platform called Groover, which was only launched last year. And yes, it does cost money. It's not obviously, you know, services aren't free. But um, about 24 hours ago now, I sent uh, sent a track to uh, 40-something um, different people um, who are involved in music in different ways and they've all come, well not, or not all of them, most of them have come back to me and if they don't come back to me within a week I get the money that I spent sending it to them back. Oh that's good. Oh cool. So you know I've got so it's in their best interests to respond um, and so I've got but about half of them have responded already um, somebody shared it on their Spotify, Spotify playlist um, and um I think somebody else wants to wants to add it to a playlist. They've requested it, which is strange because I've already given them the link for it. <laughs> uh, They're so, just being super polite. So, talking of Spotify yeah. playlists, we do have one with um, I do have one set up with tracks that all of us have um, recorded. I think Sean is the only one without any uh, musical output on there because you, I do not have any recorded materials. You don't have any recorded musical output. You'll just stick to broadcasting it. Yes. <laughs> So you any- should record the best of the news <laughs> put that out. <laughs> that implies I'm involved in the best of the news. <laughs> so, yeah, if, if anybody wants um, anybody wants a link to that, just um, just send us a message and I'll send you a link. It's got tracks from uh, Clan Calls for War, Uber Room, Lee's old band that does the theme tune for this show, Vito, my old band that does the theme tune for the uh, Patreon show when we do those, um, the Chris Flood band featuring Dan. <laughs> And, yeah, and the Chris Blood solo EP, not featuring yes. Dan. No, but, but Chris is on there. <laughs> I'm on there lots. So yeah, um, he's got my name on it. Yeah, likes it so much he put his name to it. <laughs> so yeah, so, um, send us a message and I'll um, I'll send send you a link through link through to the playlist and you can hear what we all sound like being musical. Good job because a, a, more people should ready? hear our music. Well, people I'm should ready. hear our music, definitely. I, I should get around to um, I should get around to recording more. But anyway, total shunt time. Who's this week's from? I was born. Oh, oh he's sorry, going straight in. Chris, Kinasvik, uh, Kinasvik. Oh, this is from Chris. This <laughs> um, <laughs> Chris that isn't me. Yes. This this um, week's name mangle was, was brought to you by. I was born. Good start. Uh, 1965. Okay. Okay, so 55 55. this year. My professional racing career started in 1987. Okay. Right, okay, so 22. My first series was F3000, finishing 19th out of 21 drivers. Ah. Oh, you see now that's not that's not a great start to yes. any any driving career to finish nineteenth in. Well, the Formula Three Thousand was was what's become Formula Two now, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but still, yeah, nineteenth is not setting the world alight, is it? Do we think this is someone who might be involved in a team rather than a driver, such as a, an engineer or a designer or someone of that ilk? Maybe. I mean, if they were twenty two in eighty seven, it's it's very pop, uh, very um, possible that they could have been a driver. But um, to, for for their first professional series to be Formula Three Thousand just seems like a, a hell of a leap. Why were they yeah. not in like Formula Formula Three or Formula Ford or anything leading up to Formula Three Thousand? Unless they were paying for um, paying for their seats up to that point, and they actually managed to get a seat with a paid job, which was their first professional one. 
So someone like Pedro Diniz, for example. That kind of thing, yeah. Should we go? Should we go? With Pedro Diniz as a as a first that guess. Sounds like a solid start. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, good call. Pedro Diniz. During, during that season, I tested for Minardi, but not. But I did not secure a seat. Mm, okay. I mean, that doesn't rule it down much because fucking loads of drivers tested for Minardi because <coughs> when. Um, <coughs> Anyone with a tenner could test for Minardi. Yeah, because uh, Briatore used to go around selling tests for Minardi. Yeah. <laughs> Even though he was running Benetton and Ligier at the time. Yeah. Yeah, next clue. Right. Um, where's the next clue? In, uh, in the three years after I raced for... Uh, for in the three years after I raced raced for first motorsport, uh, where my teammate was Pelug, I can't pronounce that name. Pierluigi Martini. That's the fucker. <laughs> so we can rule out it being Pierluigi Martini at least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what about how about Giovanni Lavaggi? There's an Italian pay driver for oh, you. Oh God. Yeah, he had deep pockets and no talent. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Didn't he get lapped in like it was it was it like the Belgian Grand Prix in like ninety four or something, me when he was driving for Pacific? He got lapped on like lap three. <laughs> oh lord. <laughs> At Spa. Oh no. It, it was so, it was something it was something ridiculously early. <laughs> if him if him and Max Chilton were on the on the same uh, same bit of track, Chilton would probably go, I can have him. <laughs> maybe. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I had two more F1 tests for Minardi in 1992. Yeah, we're in the same sort. We're in the same sort of ballpark as Lavaggi, aren't we? Because he was like 93, 94, ish. Yeah, I think, and then and then he sort of disappeared quite quickly. Uh, although it does appear to be, you know, 19th out of 21 drivers in in his season in Formula 3000. Yeah, and there might be a that reason he deep, didn't stick around. <laughs> yeah, deep pockets, no talent. That that uh-huh. says. Exactly that to me. Well, let me tell you a thing or two about 1993. In 1993, I drove in Formula One, one of six drivers to represent the Jordan team that year. Oh, hell. Okay. 93. So 1993 was in the Jordan team, Rubens Barrichello. Not old enough. And Eddie Irvine. Um, they were the they were the two drivers who were permanent were supposed to be permanent, mm-hmm. but um, uh, Irvine got a ban at some point. <laughs> Irvine got a two race ban. Um, I can't remember who came in for for Eddie Irvine. I think Pedro Lamy came in for Eddie Irvine. Also, wasn't ninety three the year that Irvine got punched out by Senna? Uh, well, allegedly so, but. Um, Everybody who was there said that Senna hit Eddie Irvine. Eddie Irvine said that he didn't hit him. He uh, he came very close to it, and as he leaned back to avoid the punch, he fell over. <laughs> right, that because that puts it in a better light when you just fall over casually. Yeah, well, yeah. He said he leaned over to Mister, like sort of dodged out of the way of the punch and, and fell over. Right. Cool. Okay. Yeah, we believe you. <laughs> uh, you Are want, we guessing? I was going to say you want you want a guess on this one, don't you? Yes, please. Yeah. Uh, Pedro Lamy, then? 
could be. Yeah, Pedro Lark. I think we've already had him in a, in a total shot at some point before. And I'm not recognising any of the clues yeah, He's one away. of those people, very familiar name. Couldn't tell you a great deal about him. But Six drivers who, who drove... For, it could be Bertrand Gachet. Oh, no, Bertrand Gachet was um, replaced by Schumacher, wasn't he, in 91? And yeah. never came back to Jordan. Yeah, I don't think he don't think ever drove F1 again, did he? Uh, uh, no, he did. He was part right. of the, uh, the Pacific team, I think, strangely enough, alongside uh, Lavaggi. I've I've a funny feeling that after this clue is going to be one of those if you know you know. Um, okay. May, yeah, may, maybe after this clue, if you don't if you don't get it, there might you might be in a bit of trouble for the next couple. <laughs> uh, my F one career lasted eight hundred meters. I yep. was replaced the next race. Well, <laughs> that's illustrious. That is wow. Oh, you should use the words illustrious there, Sean. After my illustrious Formula <laughs> One career, I went to Japanese F3000 and won the championship in 1994. Awesome. So it's not Giovanni Lavaggi. I don't think it's Pedro Lamy because I think he was elsewhere in 94. Um, <sighs> I've, I've got a feeling, but I don't, I don't know if he was actually on the... I mean, one of six drivers. Can we have that Jordan clue again? Just to check the wording on it. Um, in 1993, I, drew, I drove for Jordan in F1. One of six drivers to represent the team that year. Ah, so drove for him. So he's... Um, 800 metres, apparently. 800 metres, unless... Um, unless he was just down as a driver and didn't actually get to drive... Because the only person I can think of with an F1 career that short in distance was Perry McCarthy, the original Stig when he was driving mm. for Andrea Murder because they could only afford they could only really afford one car but had to enter two. So they gave him a shoebox with some wheels on and pushed him out of the garage and then it ground to a halt because they didn't put the engine in or something. Oh dear. <laughs> Thinking of um, thinking of drive. Did you say you went to Japanese Formula? Japanese 3, Formula Three Thousand. So are we thinking maybe somebody Japanese? I was going to say someone like Guri Suzuki, or I'm pretty sure he drove for Jordan. Yeah, but, but he he did. He did more he, than eight hundred meters. Yeah, it it was usually turn four or five before he crashed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same with Yuki Katayama. Many many races for some unknown reason. Um, no, it it was the same race. It's just that they were all backwards. Well, he was. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know who. Uh... Yeah, I'm yeah, struggling to think of, of who, who. For me, that that one's not done anything. No, me neither. Um, next clue. Um, last clue. Oh no! Oh hell! I complete. I I have competed in five Le Mans. Not finishing four of them. Well, that's okay. great. So we're looking at somebody who's not as good as Nico Hulkenberg. I yeah, I think we are. I think we are pretty much beaten unless there's a really obvious spaffer. There is no spaffer. Oh, oh hell! <laughs> right, right. But best, best I've got is Perry McCarthy. I don't think it's Perry McCarthy. I think he's a little bit older. 
The, I, I, I can give you respect for it. It's not Perry McCarthy. Well, thank you for <laughs> well, that. Uh, that's, that's great. That, that narrows it down. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm out. I've got nothing. I have nothing. Flood? I can't think. I don't think Perry McCarthy raced for Jordan in in ninety. Was it ninety three? Did you say ninety three? And he only did eight hundred meters. Uh, this is another um, uh, probably not very helpful spaffer. Uh, I'm going to struggle saying the surname. I know I'm not very good with with names, but I'm like, going to struggle like, saying this one. Like I said when you said it wasn't Perry McCarthy, well, that narrows it down. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going for someone not English. Uh, it does sound like they're going to be Japanese, doesn't it? If they're, if they're doing... I, it could be from I any give, country in the world. I'll give you another spaffer. I think I might be Italian. Right. Okay. But we've kind of ruled out Lavaggi because we know he did more than 800 metres. I'm not Lavaggi. <laughs> I think you're going to have to tell us I who you so. are. Yeah. I, I, am, I am Marco Apicellia. Nope. Uh, Anyone no. else? <laughs> I've, 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 I've never heard of or seen that name before. I, that's not no, ringing I don't a bell think I for have. me. How, how are we spelling that surname? A P I C E L L A. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. Apicella. Apicella. Yeah. Oh yes. I'm scrolling through him, and he's he's all news to me. Yeah. Oh, hang on. There is a video here. I'm gonna watch a video of Italy, 1993. His very short career. So he made it to the first turn then at Monza. We got we got as far got as far as um well. A little that bit was, of curve That was there. a good one, that. That was a good one, that, because usually, brilliant. like, it's not it's not often that people beat the team and you've still never heard of the person. <laughs> I think that might that might be a first. It's definitely definitely a first in a long time. Um, who was it? Who was it that said? Uh, some somebody said on the on the Discord uh, chat the other day the shunts are getting too easy. I said. Maybe write a more difficult one. Yeah, we have had a good run. That's a good one. Mm. I like that one. It was um, good, good and difficult. And that was spectacularly yeah. good. Um, right, how do you? I'm how watching do you send the start sh- of his race now. How do you send shunts in? You can send me a tweet in a well, a private message at a total shunt uh, on Twitter, or you can send me a private message in Instagram. Excellent. And if you want to get in touch with the rest of us, um, you can get us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Three Legs Four Wheels. And uh, go to Discord, search for Three Legs, Four Wheels. You'll find us on there. There's quite a few people on there. Yeah. This is going to be streamed to all the patrons every week. You can get get on our um, Patreon site for the occasional little extra at the moment. Full service will be resumed when the world is fully resumed. But that's at patreon.com. Yeah. Patreon.com slash Three Legs, Four Wheels. You can sign up from as little as a dollar a month, and it basically keeps us going. Mm-hmm. And if you want to tweet us individually, we are all... At Sean Cowper. At Flood21. And at Pablo100. Um, so I've got 
Just, I've I was got Mark say- Wapichella's thingy up here. I've got his. Can I just do a quick commentary on on, his, on the beginning his, of his his, his eight hundred meter career? Okay, so the race starts. The two Williamses get away well at the front. He qualified P twenty three out of a twenty six car grid. There's a spin before they even get to the first turn, and he's in the barrier. <laughs> and we. And he's facing backwards, and that's it. He's out of the race. He doesn't even get to the first turn. Wow. He does he, he's not he's replaced as as the shunt quite correctly said, he's replaced by Emanuele Naspetti, who I've never heard of either for no. the next race. And uh that was it. So he didn't even make it to the first turn at Monza. Bloody That's hell. quite something, that isn't is, it? That that is that is particularly impressive. Um Oh dear. Right, I think that's about it for this week. Can't think, can't think of anything else. Nice. No, neither can no, I. No, uh, um, Before we go, I'll just quickly say that the listener podcasts are going quite well with uh, Musi Audio. So if you want to call Musi Audio and talk to me about stuff, get in touch. Any stuff? Is it just a general open stuff? General stuff. I had James Corbett on uh, last night, and we had a, a nice little chat about. How, how things are for him, COVID-wise, where he lives. And then we had a good old long chat about Formula One for an hour. <laughs> there we go. I've just remembered something we have missed out. Um, Thursday night watch parties. Oh. We're do- still doing those on Discord. We're going to carry on doing them every Thursday, 8 o'clock UK time, while there's no real racing on. And what we are doing this week is throwing it open to a Twitter poll. Let me bring up the... Options at the moment we've got Monaco eighty two, Belgium ninety eight, Japan two thousand and five, or Baku twenty seventeen. If you go to our Twitter, it's pinned to the top of the profile, and vote for the one that you want to watch on Thursday. We'll uh, we'll stream that from F1. Well, you can watch it on F one TV, and we'll open the chat room up, and uh, we can talk about whichever classic race it is. At the moment, Belgium 98 is leading with 37% and Baku 2017 is second with 32 So it's still fairly... It's all to play for. Still, still, fairly, yeah. still fairly close. Belgium 98 is, is to me, it's, it's, it's one of the... Uh, one of the great, it's, you know, going back a little bit further, it's one, of the, it's one of the greater races that you may have missed if you're a fairly recent Formula 1 fan. Mm-hmm. You need to, need to check that out. But I think I think we've gone Crazy for a race. gone for a fairly sort of wide um, widespread of races there. Um, also, a quick one on Formula Lee. Still got another week to run on this challenge until next Monday, and it's China in the dry in the brawn. Okay, nice. Good got, luck with that. Got another week for that. Best of luck. Um, all being well, we will be back next week. And uh, thanks for joining us, and stay safe. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye bye. Bye.